Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, welcome to Toffee TV. This is the match preview Everton versus Aston Villa. And yeah, I mean. Suddenly Aston Villa have become a very, very good side, sitting second in the Premier League. And, and also there are bogey team since they've come up. Uh, this, yeah. this this one, you know, when you've been not won for a few games and you're looking for that feel-good factor at the beginning of a new year, this is this is not the one you'd necessarily pick, Baz. No. Um, they had a fantastic 2023. Mm. They were probably, from where they started... They were the best team in 2023. Mm-hmm. They got 85 points in that calendar year. Only City got more. But obviously City was starting from a much higher base. So Villa were fantastic in 2023. And we've not beat them since they come back up at it. You know, which I think there's nine games now and they've won seven of them. So this is a tough game. It's It has turned into a bogey side mm-hmm. for us. I think the most played fixture. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Um, but... That being said, teams are there to be to be beaten, and they're not as good away as they're still decent. Don't get me wrong, but they're much better than our Villa Park at the minute is playing win for Aston Villa, isn't it? They've won about what is it, sixteen on the run or something mad. So um, we have got a better opportunity because it's at Goodison Park. But in order to win the game, we're gonna have to be brilliant and do most things right, and they're gonna maybe have to be not fully on it hmm. um, for us to get a result. He did, he won narrowly at Middlesbrough, didn't he, in the FA Cup yeah. last couple of minutes and stuff. And um, They've had other away games where they've not quite performed yeah. to their levels, but yeah, they're know, a, it's a tough game. Their away form is, uh, they're actually their home form, they're top of the, the, top of the league for home form. I think they only at Sheffield United draw recently mm. broke yeah. it, didn't it? And then they went on and beat uh, Burnley, didn't they? But, their away form is the seventh, but they're only active. Only they've picked up two less points away from home than we have. So, mm-hmm. so their away form is still good. Oh yeah, but yeah. I just think it's a little bit more. It's a little bit closer, isn't it? The mm-hmm. game's a little bit hot, more hard fought. You know, recently they, you know they went to Brentford and they turned around getting beat one 0 They went to Bournemouth. They drew two two mm-hmm. after being behind. Um, they're a lot. They're a lot more doggered away from home and, and obviously, as you mentioned, in the FA Cup getting a, getting a late 1-0 win, which was the first time, by the way, that they'd gone past the third round since 2016 in the FA Cup, mad, which is incred- an incredible stat. Mm. Um, but they've, 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 they've been in a little sticky period late, lately, which they had that big opportunity, you know, win Friday night at Villa Park, go top. Which the uh, I forgot about, just until you said, I forgot about that. They got a late equaliser, didn't they? 
against Sheffield United. Yeah. But away, they were three 0 up at Old Trafford as well and lost. Of course, the course yeah. so. so they did have a sticky little mm-hmm. period over Christmas, which mm-hmm. um, even though even though they are second in the table, they could easily be top if they just yeah. you know mm-hmm. they just got four points in though in mm-hmm. uh, you know from from the from the Sheffield United game and the, the Man United game. Um, but they've been absolutely incredible. I do think what's happened, the, the home form was, was so good and the away form has left, but I just think that away form has started take away the Man United game. He started turning that away form just slightly as well. So they're a little, they're not as free-flowing. They're, they're not, they don't, you know, they grind results out away from home. Um, but what a transformation in terms of like, you know, when Emery came in, it was around, you know, the world, when the World Cup was on mm. uh, in 2022. As I don't think there was much between us as, as, as teams at the time. But he's he's massively transformed them because they were they were proactive, weren't they? Whereas we were we were reactive, which was probably more to do with our situation, with what was going on off the pitch more than anything financially, what we could offer people, what we could bring in new signings. But they were very proactive. They knew what they wanted to do. They knew where they wanted. They still got you know they 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 have an owner with money. Mm-hmm. The FFP might be a little bit closer now but mm. at the time probably felt like they had a lot more wiggle room to bring in plays and certainly stand in the summer but he's done an incredible job hasn't he Emery? He has they've, listen they've done really well since they come back up um, they were eight minutes from being relegated in the first season remember I thought Jack Grealish equalised mm. at West Ham and if the goal line technology had been in maybe Villa would have gone down that year because mm. Sheffield United had the goal and then they, <laughs> they got Steven Gerrard in it didn't really work but yet since Emery come in the has done incredibly well. They got him in before the World Cup, didn't they? The last few games. Remember, they beat. I think they beat Manchester United in his first game. I think at Villa Park. But even when Villa come to Goodison in February of last year, mm-hmm. if Everton had won, I think there would have been three points between the two teams, and they come and beat us two 0 didn't they? And, yeah. and they didn't seem to look back. They've been brilliant, like I just said. They, last year, twenty twenty three, they get eighty five points in that calendar year is incredible yeah. with what they've got. They did have. You know, you're looking at Everton around the time when they got Emery. They had a better side than us then. Oh, yeah, They have yeah. more attack and talent than we had. But he's done a brilliant job and to take them from where they were last season to where they are right now, because they're in a title race at the minute. You know, they're a win off Liverpool over top. Um, mm. And that is incredible yeah. for where they are. They are improving away from home, but like I said, I'd much rather face them at yeah, Goodison than Villa yeah. Park. And we did... Yeah. Go and knock them out the Carabao Cup uh, this yeah, season as well. And, and and like you know, when I mentioned Sticky Spell, it was literally two games. They just beaten come off the back of beating Manchester City and Arsenal mm. in a week, and it mm. was literally those two games. But I suppose when you're at the top of the table, it, it comes down to two, a couple of games. I did see them get. I seen the last half an hour against Burnley at Phillip Park, yeah. and they didn't look. They, they looked very very edgy. They won it late on. Yeah. Um, I think Lyle Foster scored and made, made, made a 2-2. Yeah, and that yeah. was tight. He got a last-minute penalty, didn't he? Burnley, yeah, Douglas Luiz penalty. And, it, you know, on the side of the bar and in. And Burnley at 2-2. I was a bit nervous because, obviously, our position where Burnley mm. were wanted Villa to score. But um, Burnley seemed to have loads of joy from a long straight ball. Yeah. They just seemed to be in nearly every time. I mean, Foster's goal was literally one ball mm-hmm. he was in. Well, that's the thing about so, them, isn't it? Defensively, mm-hmm. they've been very organised, and and that's been the the backbone, obviously, of where they are. But I suppose if you if you know if if you if you've got joy and you have enjoyed that long ball, because that can be very 
even though it's so obvious, it can be hard to defend at times. Mm. It's more in the play, I think, where they get the very organised. But a long straight ball, certainly, certainly, you know, from from the goalkeeper, um, with his accuracy to Dominic Carver Lewin, and and if we do have the Corey back, making that God, run, have runs, yeah. you know, making the run mm. off the knockdowns, that's maybe somewhere where we where we can hurt, hurt them. But they they have a lot of energy, obviously, in the middle of the park. So that's going to be a big area of the game, and and Ollie Watkins is obviously going to be um, has been in tremendous form, not only for scoring, but but also for assists. But let's have a little look at the stat pack for this game. This weekend, Everton take on Aston Villa at Goodison Park, 2pm in the Premier League. Everton have faced Aston Villa 57 times in the Premier League, winning 13, drawing 19 and losing 25. In the Premier League, Everton haven't beat Villa since 2016 in March, goals from Funes Mori, Aaron Lennon and Romelu Lukaku, although Everton did beat Aston Villa in the League Cup this season, 2-1 at Villa Park. Currently in the league, Everton sits 17th after a 10-point seduction but have won 8 games, drawn 2 and lost 10. Aston Villa sits 2nd, they've won 13 games, drawn 3 and lost 4. Everton are averaging 1.2 goals scored per match while Villa averaged 2.15 and Everton have kept 6 clean sheets this season while Villa have only kept 4. Everton's biggest win this season came at home against Newcastle which finished 3-0 while Aston Villa's biggest win was against Brighton at Villa Park, which finished 6-1. Ollie Watkins is Aston Villa's top scorer this season. He is currently on nine goals, and Leon Bailey follows behind with six. Abdelaide Decore has also scored six goals this season for Everton, and he is their top scorer. So there you go. There is the, uh, the story of both sides. Let's have a little look at Villa's team from the last time out in the Premier League. Um... You've got obviously Concha playing yeah. right back there, Carlos, Lenglet, Moreno, Luca Dean out, and he yeah. is missing again this weekend. But the midfield, Leon Bailey, John McGinn, Douglas Lewis, Jacob Ramsey's coming back. He'd started the season injured, mm. hadn't he? The Arby, and obviously Ollie Watkins. Yeah, um, I, I, they set up. They set up very, very similar to us, don't they? The Arby now plays in that centre role, and obviously he's got a bit, bit more pace about him than than the Corey, but. Just a bit, but you can, but it's sort of similar, isn't it? The mm. way again occupying that that role between the striking and the midfield, and um, they they've got the like I think Paul Torres is is available for this Sarah game as well. Back. Yeah, who's been a bit of a miss for them, but mm. um, Sealeman's back as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> so they're getting a bit more, and that's obviously what you need at this time of year. And they've still got European uh, action for the rest of the mm. season as well, which really they should win. They should win that trophy. I mean, if they, they don't, do. if they don't win that trophy, then that's them having a massive... relegate them. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> no, so. they should. I think so. They should. They should win it. They're the best side in that by far, and they've got the best manager, and he's yeah. got he's got history. He's got previous with European you know, trophies. He knows how to win the European. So trophy. they should definitely win that. The squad, the players they've got. Yeah. But Ollie Watkins, let's have a little look at it. His his numbers: games twenty, goals nine, assists eight, xd of nine point. Zero eight and an XA of two point seven nine. Um, so he's obviously he's a he's a he's a double danger, isn't he? And this is a player that I mean, when they brought him in, looked a good player, but not quite the finished article. Mm -hmm. Gerard couldn't get the best out of him, which meant that he nearly nearly moved to Everton. Mm -hmm. Certainly, it was 
it was something that could have happened. Yeah, if, it was muted, wasn't it? Yeah. If fingers were pulled out of places. Um, mm -hmm. But he's gone up a level. I mean, with like John McGinn, I think, has gone up a level with yeah. Emery and, and has become a very combative midfielder, but with obviously with an eye for a goal and mm. just he's gone up. But Ollie Watkins has gone up massively, hasn't he? And and and, and in, even though he's a different player than Dominic Arvaloon, I think certainly in that England setup has become what Dominic Arvaloon was, that backup striker to Harry Kane as we go into uh, a Euros. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know whether to like Villa or to be bitter about them. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I, I do like Villa. They're similar club to us, the similar stature mm. to us, the fans and everything. But they've got you got four players that could have played for Everton. We've heard Alan Stubbs, right, you know, going on about he recommended John McGinn all those years ago and Everton didn't take the the plunge. Moussa Diaby and Leon Bailey, people who watch this will know that I've banged on about them for years. Um, and Ollie Watkins was Everton deciding to go all in on Anthony Gordon instead of doing the deal and, you know, Villa... Stephen yeah. Gerrard wanted them gone. Everton, you know, apparently had conversations with Villa. They were happy for him to go at that time because I think Gerrard had other ideas of who he wanted to bring in. And we may have ended up with Watkins. But since he stayed, he's been... And he's been good for Villa. They took the gamble on him. He's at Brentford. They got him. Developed him a little bit, like you say. He was a bit raw at the start just because of the Premier League level. He's been brilliant in the Championship. And since Emery's come in, he's been brilliant and he's been, he fully deserves to be in the England squad. Fantastic again this season. Great movements, energy, um, works hard. We seen him, was it the first season Villa were back when he, he nicked the ball off Holgate, was it? And ran through and slotted. And mm. I think El Ghazi got the winner in that one in COVID or whatever it was. And he's been a bit of a pain in the arse to us since yeah, then. Was, and yeah. Good player, very, very good player. I think, didn't he? Didn't he break the record for Villa as well, scoring in consecutive Premier League games at Goodison last year when he got the pen? I think it was like six games on the run or something. Uh, so he is a handful, he's a great yeah. player. But they've got, look at the team, they've got the threats from Diaby, they've got Bailey, like you said, they've got yeah. John McGinn. There's a lovely balance about them with Douglas Luiz in there as well. Mm. Um, but they're not Manchester City. And what I mean by that is they're a very, very good side, but they can be got at. Everton will have to... City can be, but I just think Villa are at a, at a level below City um, overall, yeah. the way the games play. Villa are a brilliant side and they're right in the title race yeah. right now. I think they just they haven't quite got that experience of City. So Everton, it is a game we can win. But like I said before, we'd have to play at our, you know, we have to play at our peak. Mm. Uh, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Um, and we have to hope they... It feels like anyway, we have to hope they are just a little bit below what, what yeah, they normally are. See, when we played in Villa game. Park the first time, I'll be the batters took us to the cleaners. And second time, obviously, we played really well. And mm -hmm. and and I think you, when you mention and you say like a little level below, and you have to look at the bench. You know, if Everton can, if Everton can 
keep a tight play the way we play. We will make opportunities, <laughs> it's whether we take them or We'd not. We'd have to scrap for a win. It's, we're not going to... No, I know, but what I mean by that is, is that, you you know, if Everton could get into the same position they were against Manchester City, mm. you're not necessarily thinking, well, the second half will change because they'll bring, they can bring on this player or that mm. player. If Everton can get into the battle with them, and, and, and it will be about taking chances for us, won't it? Because yeah. that's, that's where... You know, the manager can say it all he wants about can, how many chances we create, but we just don't take enough chance. We don't take the chances. That's our biggest issue, whether it be Dominic Alvaloon up front or whether it be whatever. And and obviously without the Corey, that's been a massive thing. But the Corey, the Corey looks like he will be will be back, and obviously that's that's a huge boost, isn't it? With because we know Dwight McNeil's not going to be available, yeah. and listen, I was expecting Dwight McNeil when I first saw it. I was thinking the worst. I thought mm. this is going to be months. But it looks like he could be back. I mean, if he's not back for Palace, then certainly Fulham will be back. You know, certainly the next through. Premier League game, you know, if we get through if we get through in the FA Cup, then that's a different thing. But but having Decorey back's huge because I just think you sort of balance them with Villa. Mm. He balances our team out. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think listen, Dwight McNeil has been really good for Everton since Sean Dyke's come and he's worked out. He hasn't been as good this season, but he's still worked his socks mm. off and he's had moments when he's been really good. But we can't play the same way without the core, is what we do. And and it's again that stat that we were we were quite surprised with last week that Everton have only won three games since the core signed without him. Is a is a, a mad stat. Dan Juma can play on the left and Everton can still have a bit of balance. Lewis Dobbin could even play on the left and Everton could still have some balance. Without yeah. the core that we've seen, you know, mm. after I the core went off at half time at Burnley when yeah. Everton were winning two 0 and Everton haven't won a game since he's been out. So that's how important he is where Dwight McNeil, we might win games without him. I just think he's, we'd be better if we had him. Of course we would. But mm. the core, yeah, he's Everton's key man. And it's good news that, fingers crossed, he will be back in the start. And he's been training for a few days now. Mm. Um, the manager had said he was close to the Palace game in the Cup, didn't he? But it was right that he didn't use him at Sellers Park, let him rest properly because he is key for us and yeah. having him back on Sunday will be key. Yeah, let's have a little look at the team that faced Wolves um, a couple of weeks ago. It feels, feels like ages ago, doesn't it? Um, obviously, we'll revert back to a back four. Michael Keane would come out and, and Decore would go in, you would imagine, and Dwight McNeil would go out and Dan Juma would, would go in. And obviously, mm. been a lot of talk about uh, Dan Juma's f- future as, as well. Um, Everton can't even be thinking, can they, right now, you know, of, of him going anywhere? Not without replacing him. Mm. There can't be there can't be a world where Everton think, yeah, we'll just let him go for the sake yeah. of it because the squad isn't big enough as it is. It's options, isn't it? Everton, mm. For me, and I think this is well known anyway, Everton are looking for an additional winger anyway mm. in this window mm. on loan. And they're looking for an additional midfield player, somebody can play in Decorey's role or in midfield. So that's two loans that Everton are looking at. They tried to get Hannibal Medsbury in, but he's mm. chosen to go to Sevilla. So they're clearly looking there. And Sean Dykes has said in his press conference that if a deal comes up, they'll do it. Uh, that's where it is. It's whether or not, you know. So... It made no sense, and, and if Everton were, were thinking we will let him go because the lad wants out, he can't even be thinking that until the end of the month anyway. Mm. Because, like you've said before, we've you know we play we play Sunday, we play on Wednesday against Palace. Mm. If we progress from Palace, we've got another cup game. We've got Fulham yeah. on the thirtieth. Then there's deadline day. Now it depends how quick you can get that new. If you're getting a new winger in, with Everton would have to 
can you get him in between the Palace game and if we progress the next round of the mm. Cup or if not, Fulham. Well, OK, if, if we can, then maybe Dan Zuma goes then. He can't mm. go in the next week and he absolutely cannot yeah. leave this football club until we have a replacement for him. Because same with all the speculation about Amadou Romana, even though I do think that's all it is, Yeah, Everton cannot even for me contemplate allowing Amadou no. Onana to leave the football club anyway this no. window that's a deal that should be done in the summer after the Euros yeah. when hopefully he's done well and added a few more million onto yeah. his price tag no absolutely I don't think you can let out you know, Onana go anywhere he's what mm. he's what elev- elevates us to being a better team than mm. we obviously look like right now on of in course, the Premier yeah. League because of, you know he, he's such a good player. So no, I I don't think we should be letting anybody go because the squad's just too thin. Mm. And when you know the, Dwight McNeil being out and obviously Dominic Calvert-Lewin supposed to be suspended, the, the the worry you know you look you only have to look at the worry then, and that worry from fans when you're looking at injuries and suspension it it, it filters through and it filters into Goodison and. We we need we need none of that this season. Mm. We need to be going into games thinking. I know it's difficult, but don't add to it. And that's what people at this football club did this time twelve. Literally this time twelve months mm. ago this weekend, they added to that worry. And mm. we've got to try and get away away from all that. And and if you're letting players go and and you're just and they'll go, oh, it's okay because he hasn't played that much, or it's okay because we can get. It's not no no. Don't add to it. Get through the season and then start talking about that. Those kind of things. sell players or let players go when it's good for you, mm. not not good for somebody else. So much stress though. A lot of this is just media. Talk, no, of course it is, but it but it's but the problem is media talk and social media add to the stress oh, of being a football yeah, yeah, fan yeah. now. And don't get me wrong, I think Sean Dyche deals with it really well. Mm. Certainly in his press conferences and the press yeah. conferences he's done ahead of this game, I think he deals with it really well. You almost feel like you need. You you, ne- you couldn't get this, but you need like the football club to address it as often as they can. I thought they were very very clever this week, Everton, because the um, when the Onana story come out, the the rehashed an Onana interview from the um, from the program from the last home game City. from the City game, almost in to say this is nonsense. He's a, he's mm, he's an Everton he player, it, and it is. It's in black and white. We we've got no, um, you know. They need to do the old midweek presser with the local journals. Get that mm. going again, where the local, where, you know, couple of local journals can just go in and go, "What's what's this all about?" Mm. Nonsense. Mm. Nonsense. You know, having it once a week is um, it lets it. Because same with the Dwight McNeil stuff. Because there was nothing, everybody starts feeling the worst and just mm. think, if it was good news, they would have put it out there. Clubs are very, very. They want to. They want to leave everything because even having. A press conference on a Friday ahead of a Sunday game. There's still those two days where you're like, "There's nothing you can do with that." Though. No, no, that's what, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's that's the problem, isn't it? Social media never stops. Mm. News channels never stop. I think years ago <laughs> you could get away with just the one or, or having something in the week and whatever. People have just looked to the week news and then obviously yeah. the game news. Whereas now people want. Stuff. But a manager would every. A manager wouldn't them though. He'd pick up the phone Nobody to the was, local yeah. journalist and go, point, yeah. "Listen, he's mm. fine. it's not not happening. This mm. is fine, or he's fit, or whatever." Uh, now it's that constant chain, and no no news is bad news, isn't well, it? Well, the minute so, someone puts something out, you're waiting for it to be disproved, so people yeah. then don't disprove it. You start worrying, going, yeah. oh, "Why has no one said anything?" And Sean Dykes might just be like, "Well, there was nothing to say. It's settling down every yeah. day." Like for Dwight McNeil. There was nothing to say. It's yeah. settling down every day, and I'll have a better idea on Friday. 
of whether he's about. So mm. me telling you on Monday it's not serious yeah. doesn't mean anything. You yeah. know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. And it goes around this constant. It thing. goes around the circles as well, isn't it? People speculate and oh, they said this and they said that, and the worry starts to build. It's it's it. it there's a no win sort of situation there, but certainly for just finally, certainly for Dice, you know, apart from the Arsenal win his first game, he's not got any kind of record against teams in the top certainly in the top four um, and as much as as much as some times it's easy to say oh you were playing this team we, we could do with winning a couple of games could we against top four top six opposition just to you know just again it's that pressure to, you, you win one of these big games people are like oh you can beat these and beat that um, I know we've beaten obviously Chelsea and Newcastle recently and that that did help that feeling but to take a scalp of a team who in the in the certainly was second as we talk right now it would um, it would help the situation yeah I mean you know if you want to have a criticism of of Sean Dyke's time at Everton coming up to a, a year it's he hasn't won enough home games it's as simple as that mm. um, sorted the away form out brilliantly and deserve credit for that at home not so much yet and I think we've played nine teams who have been in the top six and we lost eight of them Apart from beating Arsenal, yeah. we started the day in the top six. So yeah, a win against a team like Villa gives not only helps us as a fan base mm. and we're we're more relaxed. It also gives that belief to self fulfilling prophecy for yeah. the team that you can beat anyone. You know, you beat Aston Villa. The next time a big team turns, we go, we can beat anyone. Here. We beat mm. Villa. We were mm. a good side. You know, you know Chelsea and Newcastle. Newcastle have had a good. You know, on a good run yeah. and all that, but they were outside the top six. They're still not, you know, you beat Newcastle. Yeah. Chelsea is the name rather than the yeah, team. Yeah. That's something we spoke about at the time. Played yeah. the team, not the name. And we did beat them, but that day we'd have started we hadn't had the ten points, we'd have started the game above them anyway. Yeah. So we did kind of what you would hope to do. This is a different prospect, obviously. Mm. This is a villa team in great form, but if Everton mm. could get past them. Because other teams get, you know, Wolves beat Manchester City at Mollingham. Wolves were like near the, you know, Forest beat Forest. Villa. Have had, you know, beat Aston Villa. Yeah. And Villa were good. Well, Villa were all right that day. Yeah, they, they dominated the game. We weren't as fluent as what they have been. Forest took the opportunities when they come along. And if Everton win this one, I imagine mm. that's exactly what we'll yeah. have to do. Because we do genuinely, generally rather, make a lot of opportunities in games mm. we're just wasteful in front uh, of goals so we'll have to be clinical and I, and I also think the other side of that is like the mental side of it isn't it it's like Aston Villa having a great season but you don't regard them as a top four team as such mm. so so not yet no no that's <laughs> what I'm saying I'm not yeah. paying you know they're doing amazingly mm. what I mean that mental thing is it was like when Moyes used to be able to beat Man City all the time even though they were flying it was like yeah, but it's Man City. Yeah, mm. but yeah, but it's Man City. There's no previous. There's thing. no yeah, and I think it could be the same with Villa. It's like just get. What's the only caveat to that is the Arab, the Arab bogey side, aren't they? That and, is the issue. And they've won the you know they've won three on the run at Goodison, which is as yeah. many many as they've won in. I'm the... trying to pick up mental bright spots oh, here. No, no, but you're right. But what I'm saying is they've won three on the run at Goodison, which was as many as they've won in the previous yeah. nineteen. So it shows you. But when they've won a couple of those games, they weren't flying. They no. just come to Goodison and won. So what we've got to do now is we've got to step up, use the home advantage mm. at Goodison and beat them. Yeah. Why not? It's, it's a tough game. And like I keep saying, we're going to have to be on it. Just dig it out. But grind the yeah, results yeah. out. Get the win. They're still going to have a good season. 
we get the win. We need the points more than them at the moment. Yeah, they don't need this win. No, they'll get these points back. Yeah. They'll, they're going to win most of their home games. Yeah. They're flying. They can afford it just after Christmas. This give us a new year present. You've got that. Just give us that. You'll have your conference. Listen, we'll be wanting you to win the conference league. Give us the three points and we'll back you in that. Now, we're going to we're gonna have to play very well to win the game, but it's a home game. And we're now into what I would describe now as like, the zone where we have to start winning these yeah. home games now we really do we've won three home games all season it's just not acceptable mm. and now we have to start getting these results and we lost three home games to teams we should have beaten not only because i'd look at them and go we're better than fulham wolves and and luton mm. i would expect going into the games on the day we were better than all three of them and we lost the game as well so i think it's about time we had mm. a good little bit of karma in there we got a couple of lucky results that, yeah, you know, yeah. starting on Sunday. Yeah. There you go. Let us know your thoughts. Have I Have I made you feel a bit better? No. No? Okay. Seven. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts in the comments on this one. Very difficult game. Tricky game. But, uh, yeah, it's a home, so let's have a go. So let us know. Do you fancy us? Do you not fancy us? Tell us in the comments. Villa fans, what's made you so good this season? Tell us your secrets. Go then for a year and we'll pass them on. It's not to you. To the Moise. Oh, to, to, to Moise. To Moise, yeah. To Moise. To what, you want West Ham to improve? They're already doing all right. <laughs> Let us know. The link is in the description. Join us over on Toffee TV Premier for daily live videos, exclusive videos, and no adverts. Guaranteed. Link in the description. QR codes come up now. See you later.